What's up, messed up listeners? We have a very special interview with you guys here today. Alex Faust from Apple TV doing the Mets versus the Phillies Friday night, last Apple game of the year. First of all, Alex, really great to have you here today. Yeah, thanks so much for the invite, guys. I appreciate it. Totally. So big game coming up this Friday, Mets and the Phillies in Citizens Bank Park, the Phillies in the thick of the wild card race, home field in the wild card round on the line. What are you looking for in this game? Oh, man, you know, beyond it being a rivalry game, um, you know, I I, th- I feel like Mets fans are going to roll their eyes when they hear this, but <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, you know, the Phillies are probably the most under-the-radar team uh, in the National League that that's that close to a playoff spot. Um, you know, obviously the Braves running away with the division, uh, you know, Cincinnati with what they've done with their, you know, young kids, the Dodgers with the second half. You know, probably the Phillies and the Brewers, you know, um, don't seem to be getting a lot of uh, crazy national attention. And yet, you know, Philadelphia has just been so quietly solid uh, most of the year. And, you know, especially with Bryce Harper being healthy and uh, probably the only thing that, you know, is uh, that stands out to me is just, uh, you know, Kyle Schwarber having an off year. But otherwise, like everything's humming along in Philadelphia. Yeah, even with Trey Turner recently, like yeah. he went on that crazy hot streak, and you start to see everything coming together for the Phillies, kind of like it did last year a little bit. Makes them a little bit scary. James has been in my ear for the last two years about how dangerous the Phillies are. Talking about them like moving forward, do you think that this is a team that maybe has the opportunity to go back to the World Series again this year? Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, they have the pitching to do it too. Um, you know, it's it's not like they've been uh, world beaters in that department, but um, between Taiwan Walker, uh, Aaron Noah, have both been solid. You know, Walker, Walker's put together a, a great year for for Philadelphia. You know, a little bit shaky lately. Um, you know, but th- but this team is, I, I see no reason, especially since Turner turned it around, right? You know, you remember the first half of the year and just how he was in his own head and you know, by some stroke of you know local genius and talk radio, and seemed like they got him out of that funk. Uh, it's pretty amazing how uh, he's managed to turn around his season and, and frankly, get, you know, get that whole crowd uh, on his side. Totally. Talk about the crowd. We are going to have a nice big crowd at Citizens Bank Park, I'm sure, on Friday night. And this is incredible just to think about the fact that this team has flown under the radar when they're sneakily the defending National League champions. Yep. Just to pull yep. out for a second, hopefully we have some Philly fans listening. Hopefully you can anger them a little bit. We also know you're a New York guy. <laughs> if you had to pick a team to represent the National League in the World Series right now, who you got? Oh, gosh. I mean, how can you pick against the Braves? Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, for for the great second half of the year the Dodgers had, right, you know, they're, they're still flawed in many ways, right? You know, you look at all their pitching injuries and you, and you start asking yourself, okay, well, like, who's who's going to get the ball in, in half of these games? Um, you know, and Kershaw is, is up there in age now and dealing with some stuff. He's, he has been for years now. Um, you know, certainly they have the offense that can contend, but I mean, can you really pick against Atlanta and, you know, the machine that they've built down there pitching and hitting? No, it's, it's going to be tough to pick against them. Just being able to have like that young core with the proven stars around them makes it really, really tough. And kind of to bring it back to the Mets, we're starting to see a lot of the Mets young core now come up guys like Ronnie Mauricio, Francisco Alvarez, Mark Vientos, Mm -hmm. all starting to swing the bat a little bit better. Which guy are you most excited to watch on Friday night? 
Uh, you know, it's an interesting question uh, because I, I feel like this team, you know, we're, we're going to be talking a lot about, um, you know, the future of, of the Mets organization and, and especially, you know, with recently them, them figuring out uh, who their front office hire uh, should be, um, you know, with, with David Stearns. We're going to talk a lot about him. It's funny. I go back to um, when I first started in minor league baseball and Brandon Nimmo, I called his game. So I, I did a couple of years with the Staten Island Yankees when they were still around. And Brandon Nimmo was playing on the Brooklyn Cyclones at the time. And I haven't called one of his games since. So that'll be a fun throwback for me. Um, you know, and Pete Alonzo, right? You know, we're, we're going to be talking a whole bunch about his contract situation. And it's probably the, you know, the biggest question mark for the Mets going forward. You've got a, you know, back to back 40 home run guy. Um, and for whatever reason, there just there hasn't been um, you know a lot of uh, a lot of movement there. So that's that's a big question mark for sure. You mentioned coming up doing games at Staten Island Yankees for a few years. We've had a couple other announcers on the show, namely our friend and you know, your colleague with Apple, Wayne Randazzo. And we always like to ask announcers to come on here. What is the craziest or wildest or most obscure job that you've had on your way up the ranks? Gosh, uh, obscure job. I mean, I, a lot of people know I didn't start in sports broadcasting right away. I, I was um, a data analyst uh, with a, a big four accounting firm when I first started. So I don't know how obscure necessarily that is. But I mean, I, put it this way. So I, I've had a, a long relationship uh, with Fox Sports dating back to 2015. I've, I've worked for them for uh, eight years now. But interestingly, even though I do college basketball, college football, and now Major League Baseball for Fox, the first event I ever did for them was an Ivy League lacrosse game okay. in 2015 at, at Penn. And it was 30 degrees outside, and I'm standing on this rickety metal platform <laughs> at, their, uh, at their football stadium. I took a toss at the beginning of that show from Jay and Dan from Fox Sports Live <laughs> when that was a thing. Um, so that, you know, that probably is up there with, with one of the more obscure assignments I've had, uh, in my broadcasting career. How do you even prep for something like that? Like an Ivy League lacrosse game, like comparing <laughs> it to what you do now, like talking about like baseball on a national level. I don't even know, man. I like, I, that was just, you know, a, a foot in the door. It was basically like, don't screw it up. Just like get through the show. Don't screw it up. I don't even know lacrosse all that well. I don't even know how, how I got involved in that game, frankly. Um, but <laughs> it worked out. Okay. I basically, uh, was relying a lot on my hockey, uh, background, <laughs> Uh, to, to call the game somehow got through it and um and here we are talking about lacrosse baseball football basketball hockey when you're going and doing different games and different sports and different weeks or months of the year how do you juggle the the prep the knowledge and just the i don't know I'm looking for it, like the chemistry of the other broadcasters how do you go sport to sport to sport like that in such quick succession I mean, the the guy who I really look up to who does this uh, so well on a regular basis is Kenny Albert. And, and I think his secret sauce is he keeps it simple. He's not going to overdo it, um, be, you know, overwhelming when it comes to, uh, you know, lingo or or even, you know, to, to come at you with, um, you know, extensive stories on every single team. He's, he's there to give you the most polished just call of the game. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's one of the guys that I think is, uh, you know, a leader in our industry, uh, when it comes to, you know, versatility and, uh, you know, and showing, showing up every time and doing a professional job. And, and that's kind of where I have had to, over the years, learn to simplify a little bit, you know, because, 
you know, bouncing between assignments, between teams, between networks, between sports. Um, you know, if you try to overdo it, you, you wind up getting uh, burned or exposed in an area where you may not have as much expertise. Like I'm not going to I'm not going to walk into a college football broadcast and, and claim that I'm watching, you know, every SEC game, you know, when we're doing, uh, you know, the Pac-12 or the Mountain West. Um, you know, same with, with baseball. Right. You know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a New Yorker. I'm not going to sit here and claim that I know everything about what's going on with the Yankees roster construction. I know they got this this new kid up here the last couple of years or the last couple of days uh, who just got hurt. But like, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be able to dive into their uh, situation. And, and even here with the Mets, you know, this is going to be the first Mets game we do uh, all year long. You know, I'm not going to sit here and claim I've watched 100 plus Mets games. Um, but, you know, I think that's part of where, uh, you know, the, the Apple package, we've tried to hone in on big picture, um, you know, digestible stuff so that if, if you are a fan of, let's say, the opposing team, let's say you're walking in, you're a Phillies fan and, you know, you haven't really, you know, I'm sure being in the division, you, you hear plenty about the Mets and what they're doing. Um, you know, we're, we're going to try to keep it as, as 10,000 feet as possible. And the same goes for, um, you know, if you're a Mets fan and, and, you know, you're looking at the Phillies here and, and their playoff push, um, you know, we're, we're not going to try to overcomplicate it. Uh, I think we've uh, done a really good job of mixing in uh, analytics and insights in that way and some storytelling. Um, but, you know, we, we try to focus on the things that, are, that we know that Apple has received a lot of praise on, and that's the look of the show, which is incredibly clean, yep. mm -hmm. the replays, the cameras, the super slow-mos that we have, and the picture quality that is so, so sharp. And from there, we just we try not to, you know, get in the way from there. Yeah, I mean, the Apple broadcasts have been fantastic since they started. We've been a big fan of them. And they've had some really big moments as well mm. on these Apple TV broadcasts. Through your broadcasting career, what do you think is your favorite or biggest moment that you've been able to call? I, you're talking across everything. <laughs> in your, in, yeah, in your opinion, you pick whichever one you like oh, the most. Oh, man. Uh, I've, I've been so fortunate to, uh, you know, across different sports and, and different disciplines. I, you know, I'd say just for baseball, uh, you know, probably one of the more magical moments was uh, we were in Pittsburgh for a game in, in late June and the Pirates were kind of hovering around a wild card spot then uh, hovering around actually the division because they led the division for a hot minute there. Um, and they had a huge walk off at home, uh, Carlos Santana against the Brewers, you know, the team he's now with. But, um, you know, 30,000 people going nuts and everybody on the crew, um, you know, we we did i thought a really great job of of showing the moment and and feeling the the rush of a walk off that gets hit in the into the river um it it was pretty cool uh, that's one of the coolest moments of my career uh and i've you know i've done playoff hockey i've done grand slam tennis that that's up there tennis that was another sport you just threw in that hasn't been mentioned yet either <laughs> really run yeah. the whole gamut what? yeah no this this is definitely uh probably the the coolest assignment I've had, um, you know, flying down to Australia and being able to do the Australian Open um, in 2020 uh, before the pandemic, before everything else. It was the last year that the Tennis Channel had live rights um, for a couple of hours a day. And it was just, you know, <laughs> like, when else am I going to be sent to Australia to uh, to do a sporting event? So that, that that's a memory that I will cherish forever because, uh, you know, I I don't think that'll ever come about again. You, you never know. Like I've, I've had some interesting twists and, and uh, it's been a fascinating journey in my career. But um, 
that's that's certainly up there as probably the the most memorable experience overall in getting to do that. Yeah, we really read has been an interesting journey for you with Twist from winning the Jim Nance Award for College Collegiate Broadcaster in 2011 to then working for the big four accounting firm. What was the push yeah. you needed to say, this is going to be it? Like, this is going to be my path. This is going to become my life. I think it was just, um, you know, knowing when to take that leap, um, you know, and, and being all in in it because I wasn't for, you know, out of college. And I, I think at the end of the day, I, I put in a lot of the work to, to try to get better. Um, and I, you know, pride myself on being a good person to work with um, and being well studied as well studied as I can be. And, um, you know, just knowing when to, to take a risk, take a chance. And I still love, uh, the challenge of doing something new and different and, uh, and jumping into baseball full time after being away from it for so long. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That was a challenge. And, uh, it's, it's been so much fun to be a part of, uh, this package and to be, to be back in the sport full time. Um, you know, it, it's been, it's been a lot of travel. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. It's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, every Friday night we have an incredible crew, uh, and I'm so, so proud of, of what we've been able to put together to really push this, uh, Apple package forward. And, uh, you know, hopefully we have uh, a nice run with it here. So I want to get your opinion on this. Cause I've, we've seen a lot about it, that Alex Trebek, after he was, you know, going to end being the host of Jeopardy personally named you as a potential successor to host the show how did that like how did that even happen what was your reaction when you heard that uh i mean <laughs> bizarre and flattering <laughs> um I, you know it, it's it's a very you know welcome to la moment right you know because i've just been working here as a, a hockey announcer and uh but you never know who's watching and uh you know that was certainly a cool moment and um you know, it, it, it goes to show, you know, you, you never know on it in any given game, um, you know, who's going to be watching your show. And that's, you know, why I think that's part of what you ask, what drives me, what motivates me. That's part of it is, you know, there's somebody watching every single night. It could be friends or family of a player or, um, you know, some, uh, you know, celebrity or whoever else, um, you know, somebody who's well-connected in the business and may just be watching that one day and likes your sound and gives you a chance. And that's certainly happened to me before. Um, so it, it's, it's certainly fun to, to hear feedback like that. And it, it was, it was pretty cool. Okay, only about a few left, maybe one or two more. So thank you for all this time, but mm -hmm. is there any advice you'd give, especially someone who took such a precipitous route to where you've gone for young broadcasters, young people trying to make their way in sports media? I think it's, um, you know, be self-aware uh, and, you know, constantly be on the, the lookout for ways that you can improve. Uh, there is no such thing as a perfect show. As close as we may get sometimes, uh, there's no such thing as a perfect show. There is always room for improvement. Um, you know, d take chances sometimes. Um, be well-rounded. Uh, and if you have to, you know, take a a diversion, um, you know, as I did early in my career to, to make this work, um, you know, don't be afraid to do that. Um, you know, this, this has to be a passion project. This has to be something that you wake up every day and you say, I love what I do. Uh, and even if I didn't, you know, have the, the privilege of, of being in this position to, to call games at a high level for, uh, whether it be a team or a network, uh, and I'm in incredibly lucky to have had those opportunities, even if those didn't come to fruition, 
uh, it would still be fun and I would still be enjoying this, even if it were just a side hustle. Um, but I'm, I'm very fortunate that, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm in it full time and, and, uh, that would be my advice. Just be self-aware, uh, you know, work your butt off, um, and don't be afraid sometimes to, to challenge yourself, uh, and elevate your work. And, and at the end of the day, always, you know, treat everybody around you with the, the utmost professionalism in class because people notice that stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, I think sometimes in our business, um, you know, we forget that we get to work in the toy department and, uh, you know, it's, it's an incredible privilege what we get to do. Of course. And everyone will be able to listen to you on Friday night in Philadelphia on the Apple TV broadcast. Just got a, of course, Philadelphia cheesesteak question. Pat's, <laughs> Gino's, what, are you getting a cheesesteak on Friday? Neither. 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 Okay. So uh, Delisandro's is my one place. It's a little bit off the beaten path, but if you know, you know. Uh, I've been to gyms, so I've also had that one. Um, but no, I will not be partaking in that. Um, you know, I, I probably don't want to take a mid-game nap. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm probably going to avoid that uh, at least this week. But uh, no, that's one of my favorite parts of, of going to Philadelphia for sure. Nice. Again, Alex, thank you so much. Everyone can listen to Alex with the Mets-Phillies game, 7.05 this Friday night on Apple TV. And thank you for coming on with us. Thanks for having me, guys.